Very good. Very good. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, uh, wherever you are. Typically, when we hold this uh, uh, session, uh, we have people joining us from different parts of the of the world, different time zones. So uh, I know at least one guy here is uh, in central time, I believe. I'm not sure anybody else. Uh, actually, it would be nice if you can say, I am, we are, uh, just as a comment, where are you based uh, geographically or what's your time zone? That will be just... Uh, Nice, and I would appreciate it just to, so we can uh, tell. Uh, I'm Danny, and we hold this session almost every week. I skip it you know, once in a while. I skip one for traveling. So we haven't done it for two weeks now because I was traveling. I'm back. Um, and the whole point of this session or the whole reasons for this session is to provide some education, uh, in, you know, uh, engage with you guys. Hopefully you'll even become clients of ours. That'll be great. Uh, some of you are. Some of you uh, maybe are going to be. So that thank you, Nir, for uh, for contributing. Um, so that's definitely. Uh, I see another one from uh, from the, the West Coast. Uh, so that's always the pleasure or the the reason why we do this. Um, in a clear purpose to help you guys be better investors, and obviously we hope to be part of that journey. Um, if you have a topic uh, that you would be interested, let us know. I always bring something that comes throughout my weekly meetings with investors. There's always something that comes up that, in my mind, I find it interesting. And then I think it's interesting to me. And many times I think it's interesting to others as well. And that's how usually I pick my topics. This week, someone approached and uh, requested that we do something about different uh uh, kind of like an overview of different investment strategies, and then maybe that's something we'll do for the next session. Uh, but if there's something kind of bugging you or something you will be more interested to know, let me know. If I'm knowledgeable on the topic, I'll be happy to. Um, if this is a topic not up my uh, uh, expertise, I will uh, politely decline. I only like speaking about things that I know and not things that I don't. Uh, this session is going to be about partnerships, and when I kind of put everything together, uh, getting ready for this session, I realized the word partnership is a little bit too uh, wide and can include many, many things, and, and I just want to emphasize the when I put this session together, it came out of a pure necessity from uh, someone who asked me about partnering with his friend. Uh, something that comes up every once in a while, and I decided that's a great topic to, to tackle. So let's talk about partnerships, not in the bigger sense, you know, of partnerships, but more in a kind of the closer sense of here I am, I'm considering investing, and I want to possibly partner with someone else on one transaction. This someone happens to be maybe my, uh, family member, my best friend growing up. That's something that, you, you know, really comes along, uh, 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 every so often. And I want to kind of touch on that, that point. Maybe not give you the clear answer if yes or no. I don't think that that's even, you know, something uh, someone would want to know. It's more like what, how to think about it, how to tackle this aspect of partnership and maybe give you some pointers. So this session, and by the way, this session is being recorded here on Facebook. It's being recorded here on YouTube, uh, you can probably not see that. And also, it's been recorded here on our podcast. So you can consume this however you see fit. Podcast, 
uh, YouTube, Facebook Live. Um, hopefully, that's plenty, uh, plenty and accessible to you guys. So just be aware. Uh, we have uh, two podcast channels, by the way, one in English, which is this one, uh, and one in Hebrew, uh, which is actually the number one podcast for U.S. real estate investors in Hebrew uh, when you search for uh, that topic in Google. So luckily or thankfully, uh, something is going well with that. Um, so let's talk about partnerships. Again, partnerships in the sense of here I am, I, I'm, I'm about to do a transaction and I may or may not want to bring a partner and that partner, let's, you know, make it a, you know, that partner is not just some random people, which is also uh, a possibility and can be also related to this topic. And, um, and we want to do the deal together. It so happens this, this partner of mine is my, my best friend growing up, maybe some family member. How do we kind of digest this whole thing of a partnership? There's lots of awkwardness there. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, um, kind of unknowns or yes and knowns. And I'll give you my, my, my thoughts and experience about it. So first of all, um, in order to consider even if, if it's even worthy of taking a partner, it really depends on the type of the deal, how much money is needed and what's our comfort zone, you know, risk wise. Um, when I got started, my first transaction in 2002, that was my first investment of a rental property back in 2002. In order, I, you know, I was a young guy, you know, uh, in uh, working for high tech, living in Tel Aviv, Israel. And at the time, I wanted to buy a rental property in outside of Phoenix, Arizona. That rental property required a down payment of 20, $5,000, I believe, $25,000. We needed twenty-five for the down payment, the closing costs, etc. And we purchased it with a mortgage. So that means $25,000. I was a young guy. I didn't have $25,000. Um, also, it was my first investment. You know, I was just starting with this journey of, of real estate investing. And I was not 100% or far from it confident about what I'm doing. In order to make it happen... I felt that, first of all, just realistically, financially, I need someone to help me make it happen because it's all going to be old talk and, and a walk if I just want to invest and I don't have the required amount. So I needed someone to come in and help financially. But I also felt that by bringing on a partner, I'm in a way cutting my risks in half. So I was completely okay with it, and I cut my risks in half by bringing on a partner. So my partner, I brought it, I brought in, you know, a family member, and we bought this property together as partners, and um, uh, and the rest is kind of history. That was my first transaction. So for me, it was a clearly go no go type of a situation. If I would not. Uh, 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 would not bring in on a partner. I would not make that deal. I could have, you know, possibly go and do something else, you know, real estate wise. But that's the, this, that's the investment I was, uh, I wanted to do at the time. And the, the, the partner in a way was, uh, what enabled me to do it. Now, talking about partner, especially if it's friend and family members can be awkward. So first of all, we say, the, the, the first thing you should be considering is one, you know, do I really want to take a partner, right? Do I really want to? Number two, um, does it require me to take a partner? Maybe it's a smaller amount needed and maybe, you know, uh, no partner is really necessary. 
So, uh, you know, another consideration, do I really need a partner? Want a partner? Need a partner um, on that deal. Um, the other factor is even if you don't want to, and even if you don't need to, maybe the deal is complex enough or complicated enough, or there's enough risk, you know, in the deal that just by bringing a partner, again, I'm looking at from the risk side of it, I'm cutting my risk by half, basically allocating or shifting half of the risk to my partner or whatever percentage we do. So bringing on a partner can really be that psychological comfort saying, you know what, this deal is complicated, I'm not sure about it, but Instead of trying to digest all of it by myself, I'll bring a partner. Yes, that means half the, you know, half the, uh, uh, the, um, uh, the profits, but it also means half the losses or the, the issues and problems. So definitely something that there's advantages and disadvantages for. Um, now if you bring on a partner, the one thing that I see, and I think that's the main concern about being, you know, bringing on a partner is that the partners do not take the time and discuss the framework of the partnership. Now, I'm not talking about putting the partnership in a contract or an agreement just yet. That's definitely something that can be done or should be done. That's a whole different conversation, but just kind of, you know, kind of create the framework. For example, let's sit down, you know, go ahead and sit down with your partner and go over the what ifs. For example, uh, you know, what if we need more money into the deal? Are we both going to bring equally or not? If we're not 50-50 partners, does it mean that uh, um, everybody needs to bring their own, you know, uh, uh, proportional share? You know, there's not a yes and no here. There's just need to be discussed. All those things need to be discussed. Uh, what happens if one of the partners do not or cannot bring money in for whatever reason? Uh, is it, does it get, you know, fully diluted? Is there a Penalty for him not bringing money in. So that means I get a little bit more, me or him getting a little bit more than just the additional contribution. Again, not a, there's not a wrong or wrong or right answer here. It just needs to be discussed. Uh, remember, um, you know, uh, uh, who's going to make the decisions? You know, major decisions, minor decisions, major decisions, selling, accepting a selling, um, putting more money in, making some, you know, financially, uh, um, the, you know, uh, uh, significant decisions. Those are the major ones. Maybe minor ones would be, uh, choosing a realtor, um, insurance, you know, decisions, you know, choose, choose selecting insurance, uh, staging. Yes. No, you know, things that are, of financial significance, but not as major. So are we both making all decisions together? Are we not? Now, are we meeting on a weekly basis, setting up 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour to discuss, uh, kind of review, and then maybe even saying, listen, let's divide and conquer the, the, the work. Um, I'll do insurance. I'm going to do, uh, you know, uh, bookkeeping. Uh, you're going to be the liaison to the, property manager or the rehabber or whatever that is. And then everybody has their own kind of field of expertise, comfort zone, and we complement each other. So bringing on a partner, especially if it's a little bit more of a more of a complex deal, also can help or enable us to kind of bring our strengths into the transaction and letting me and my partner uh, each do their own thing. But we have to remember, it's very important to do a framework. One of the biggest challenges 
with a partnership is when things don't go according to the plan. And I don't mean necessarily going cat catastrophically bad. I just mean they don't go according to the plan. Let's just say we were planning to, to put it as a, as a rental and the market is softened and we, we have to, to sell or vice versa. We, we both need kind of, you know, a scheme or, or, uh, or, um, somehow to make sure who makes the decision, how the decision process, you know, takes place. But also remember when I have a partner, and let's say in, you know, in, in many cases, the, you know, when I'm partnering with my friend, I'm not just partnering with my friend. I'm actually partnering with his wife and she's part and she and him are partnering with my wife because when me and my friend get along and work well, there's also some external forces or pressure, you know, like, like the spouses. I'm not just saying the wives, the spouses it can be two uh, uh, girlfriends and the husbands. You know, I've seen all, all combinations. So remember, we may be in a situation where tension is involved. We all have an emotional connection to, to money. Uh, and when the tensions are a little bit more involved and maybe there's a frustration or tension being built, it's not just us. It's our immediate, you know, uh, environment as well that's creating that pressure. So that's why putting, I call it the spirit of the relationship in writing and saying, what if? If we need more money, if we need to rent or we need to sell, um, if uh, one cannot, you know, um, um, you know, uh, um, bring money, more money in, what what's happening? Uh, what if um, um, I'm out of focus here? Uh, what if uh, you know uh, an offer comes in? You know, maybe it's a low-ball offer. One partner wants out, needs money in his life. One partner says, no, 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 it's a really low offer. Let's skip it. How are we going to make the decision? When we put all those things, when we're cool and in kind of comfort zone, then uh, that would be a great time for discuss, surface, touch, all those what-ifs. Now, I'll say this. Even if you sit down and put all those 5, 10, 15, 20, 100 situations on a piece of paper you're not going to meet all of them but you're at least going to create uh the spirit of the agreement between you guys and how you know and, and that would probably be a good foundation to um you know to different to, to different or other situations that may come up and at least you've talked and discussed and maybe set the expectations between both of you regarding multiple situations, right? Now, do you have to take it to an attorney and work with an attorney on the on, on that kind of a, a agreement? Well, you don't have to. Uh, I think it's very smart and very good and very healthy to have a document, a one page or two pager, where you discuss all those things and you even sign, so you know this is what you know. The, for me, the signature is not the signature. I always see the signature as here's the document we agreed on, right? This is the, this is the document. It's not the other version. It's not this version. This is it, right? Now we know which one because we, we, we went back and forth on, on a couple of things and in emails and texts. Here it is. You know, it kind of seals the deal, seals the relationship in terms of which, you know, uh, uh, um, communication, uh, we used. And then, if you feel it's necessary to actually take this document or sit down with an attorney and draw an agreement, that's definitely something you can do. I think most people don't bother to do either going to the attorney. And I think from what I've seen, most people, when they do this type of partnership, don't even bother to do a one-pager, two-pager to agree upon things. So I think it's smart. 
I think it's healthy. I think it's important because um, when things will happen, not if they will if they happen, it, when they will happen in real estate, um, and they're not according to the plan. All of a sudden, you thought one thing, realized that you were thinking, if that happens, we'll deal it this way, and your friend partner deals with it in a different way, and there's not, it's hard to bridge that, that gap. That's why it's healthy to do it right now. Uh, set the tone, set the spirit of the agreement. Um, now, um, in a partnership, one of the things it's important to kind of, uh, to kind of discuss or agree upon, is are you equally contributing time-wise and effort? Or from the get-go, maybe one partner is very what's like passive, silent partner because he doesn't want to be involved or doesn't have the time or skills or whatever. So it's very important also to discuss who's doing what, what's the involvement, what's kind of a, you know the role each one is taking, who's more actively involved, Passively involved, equally involved, time and energy. I'm not talking about financially, time and energy. By the way, you can even set it in a way that's saying, listen, you'll bring, you'll bring 65% of the financial needs. I'll bring 35. But because I'm going to put more time and effort and energy into working, we'll, we'll split it 50-50. Okay. So that's also something that can be agreed upon. Uh, or different, obviously different calculations or different numbers, but you can say you'll bring X, I'll bring Y financially. But when the, when everything is said and done or when everything is actually funded, we are 50% partners moving forward. <coughs> just, uh, just something to, to think about. Um, um, hang on a second. Okay. Now, um, one of the things that I have seen in my career, one of the things that I've seen in my career that really works well is what I call the journey partner, not the transaction partners. And what do I mean by that? The journey partners are two friends that are walking the, the path of investing together, but each buying, making their own decisions and investments. I have several such investors, very good friends, they each buy individually, but they are in it together. So everything they do, they do together. Decisions, they kind, you know, they kind of bounce ideas, look at properties together. They're pretty much accountable for each other because you know, on decisions, on review, on different things related to a transaction. But they're each buying individually. Now, every time I've seen that happen. So I call it the journey partners, not the transaction partner. I think it's a recipe for success. And I have to say two partners or two friends, not three or more. The reason is two is, is best and not, and three is not, or three or more is not is because once you have two, it's easy to coordinate. It's easy to meet. It's easy to discuss. The communication is still simple enough. The minute you bring on the third friend, it's no longer the same simplicity. It's already more complicated. To coordinate time, to meet, to discuss, it kind of makes it a little bit more uh, difficult. So my suggestion, if you are someone who wants to invest and, and kind of is held back for one reason or another, look for that partner. How do you find that partner? Different rooms you go to, lectures and events and seminars and workshops, and you try to not network in the sense of networking, but network in a sense to find that person 
who is in a similar position to you, that's ideal, wants to do similar investments to you, so you're on the same page, you know, kind of values, investment, maybe financially, but, you know, but that person is also held back from one reason to another. And then if you say, if you just go to that person and say, listen, I have an idea. How about we journey partner and kind of try help each other, you know, kind of be the backing or held each other accountable or review properties together so we can kind of help and make sure uh, uh, we're doing the right thing and we can support each other in the process, but we're each buying individually. Every time I've seen it in, you know, in my career, it was always a recipe for success uh, that helped people. So I suggest you find that person um, and, you know, if you need to, and kind of form that relationship. I do have to say that many times when you have a couple, husband and a wife, you know, uh, um, that partnership sometimes could work very well if they're both equally in. But many times what I see, one of the, like the, the husband or the wife are more the leading person in the process for whatever reason, and the other is very passive. And that's not an equal partnership for that sake. It's more of a, we are in to, in, in to do it together, but we are not putting the same time, energy, effort, etc. for whatever reason. Is it, you know, comfort zone or uh, time-wise or energy or other responsibilities in our life? So, you know, like husband and wife are not always the perfect partners. And maybe if your spouse is not really right there alongside with you, helping you making the decision, find that journey partner, friend, to, to do the same together with you. And that will re- really help, especially if you feel that you need to break some, some barriers, uh, um, to, to get things done, you know, uh, investment wise. I will say that what I have seen over the years that happens for the investors who work with us, we in a sense become that partner. It's not, a, I wouldn't say we're exactly an equal partner because I have a lot of experience, but I am definitely a type of a partner for my investors because they draw expertise from me. They draw another person's opinion or someone who's kind of checking on the same transaction and even confidence. Over the years, I've seen many investors that I literally had to take them and say, okay, buy this property now because I could tell that for months they're debating, they're procrastinating, they can't make a decision, they're concerned, they're afraid. And when I, you know, had to not to convince them, but kind of nudge them a little bit, kind of push them a little bit to make it happen. They jumped in and made it happen. And, you know, on a good deal, we always make sure it's a good deal. And that helped them kind of cross at least the initial investment, which is always the most difficult one. So um, one of the things I've, I've noticed that even if you can't find a partner per se, like a journey partner, I was talking, you can find someone like us, hopefully us, uh, but it could be someone else who you can use a, somewhat of a, as a mentor, but you know, if that mentor can be a little bit more than just the mental world, it can be that person you can actually get from their knowledge or experience and confidence in order to make those decisions. We're all, you know, we're all afraid to, to make those decisions. Obviously, I have to tell you that to this day, I've been doing it for so many years. If you think that uh, when I buy a property, I do it with a clear conscience, no problem, no issues, no concerns, you're absolutely wrong. I always have that you know, concerns in me and naturally it, and I think it's healthy. It's kind of tells me my, uh, my mechanisms, you know, my, uh, emotional mechanisms are still working properly. So, um, even I don't have a hundred percent 
certainty of on on this property or another but i try to mitigate the risk the un, you know the uncertainty and help myself when i buy and obviously uh you know the investors i work with also to uh reduce the uncertainty reduce the fear uh to the point that they can actually pull the trigger and invest so um so kind of to wrap up this conversation about partnerships remember i mainly talk about partnering with a friend or a family member i talked about having a holding a conversation about the relationship in terms of expectations financial expectations in financial expectation out um, the what if scenarios that can happen throughout the life of the investment uh, who's going to make major decisions who's going to make minor decisions who's more passive who's more active the more you discuss those things when you go into the relationship the better you will be uh, calibrated and in sync throughout the journey of the holding you know of the property itself um, and it doesn't matter if it's a flip if it's a rental, if it's uh, whatever type of an investment, if it's uh, long-term, short-term, commercial, residential, with LLC, without LLC, this has nothing to do with it. I'm talking about the, the decision-making level uh, of every investment and how to kind of plan for times where things don't go according to the plan. That doesn't mean, again, catastrophe, but they don't go according to the plan. You, yeah, I think it's smart and healthy for the relationship to write it down and sign it so we're all both on the same page um, and you can definitely go to the next level and you know hold that uh, um, you know kind of consult with an attorney that can help you make a more formal agreement if you think it's necessary it's not a bad idea at all sometimes you know just talking about uh, um, multiple things that can happen between you guys will help resolve uh, situations when they come up later on and they will come up you know you can count on it they will um, and uh, and lastly uh, you know the last thing I wanted to say again is find that if you don't have that in-house partner family good friend you know maybe find uh, find a partner in your you know like your network someone who is in a similar situation to you and wants to invest need looking for that partner as well they may may not even know they're looking for a partner but you may come to the in their come into their life exactly when they're they need you and just try to find someone that's on the, really on the same page as you are in terms of values financials uh what they want to do i think it will be a little bit counterproductive to partner up with someone who wants to buy uh, shopping centers when you're interested in buying rental re residential rentals or something of that sort i think that would help and again that journey partner is not someone that you will necessarily buy or invest with in a certain transaction it's mostly kind of bounce ideas do some thinking check each other's deals ask questions brainstorm again it's a it's a it's a very intimate support system for you uh, that's everything I wanted to cover about this topic. If you have questions, please let me know right now, right here. Put it on the comment. If you are watching the recording, um, you uh, can definitely send us questions through Facebook. I even found that through our, the podcast, you can send questions, although I'm not sure a lot of people are familiar with it. So anywhere, however you see fit, Facebook Messenger, um, you know, post a comment on the video, 
email, it's all, it's all fine. It's not a problem. Uh, that's what we do day in, day out. Uh, even now, while I'm speaking, you know, someone already texted me, you know, on the messenger, starting asking questions. My friend, uh, I'll get back to you in a few minutes when we're done. Uh, I just want to say, for those of you who joined a little bit later, this um, session, which we do almost on a weekly basis, is available, or the recordings are available on our podcast. They're available um, on the... On here on YouTube, sorry, on Facebook, it's also available on YouTube, so you can uh, uh, definitely consume it however you see fit. Um, and also, if you are someone who wants to invest and for uh, you know or continue investing, doesn't have to be a beginner. I work with uh, we work with uh, experienced investors as well. I know all too well how investors or investors want to be are sometimes stuck. Something is holding us back financially, mentally, some other challenges. I invite you to set up a time to speak with me. We're going to do an intimate conversation, probably over the phone, Skype, you know, or Zoom, uh, or in person if you're in Southern California, no problem. And then we can, I can try and understand a little bit what's your challenges, what's your questions, what's your concerns, uh, what's holding you back. I can't promise I'll be able to solve all the problems, but from experience, I'll, I'll try to bring suggestions, ideas, how to get unstuck and move forward, whether, whether it's the first deal you want to do or uh, the 10th deal you want to do and something else is, you know, is holding you back. I'm right here. That's what we do day in, day out. The first session we hold, I call it a strategy session. It's typically about 30 minutes uh, long and... Um, and it's free, doesn't cost you anything. And I guarantee or I promise it's not a sales pitch. I'm not going to tell you buy my product, buy my, uh, buy my, buy into my program, buy my book. Uh, you know, not going to happen. Uh, it's more of a, of an intimate opportunity for us to discuss and see if I can help you, uh, at all. And if it's a good match, we may decide to work together afterwards. We may decide to, you know, to not. That's okay too. It's not a problem. No strings attached. It usually takes about 30 minutes. And if you're interested in doing so, I'm just going to put the link how to register. You just complete our pre-meeting intake. It takes three between two and a half to three and a half minutes, very short, not too personal, no social security is needed, no credit card is needed. It just kind of gives, you know, a few questions about you, about a little bit about your experience, you know, um, and then it takes you about three minutes to complete. Once you complete it, uh, Kenny, my assistant, will reach out, schedule a time, and then we talk. However, whatever, in whatever method it's best for you, phone, Skype, Zoom, in person, no problem. That's what we do day in, day out. Now, if you have any questions, let me know now. Um, if you have suggestions uh, about the format or ideas for future conversations like this one, sessions like this one, please put them here in the live. And for those of you who are listening on the recording, you know, send it over to us. Uh, it's always uh, uh, nice feedback to have from investors or people, you know, who are asking for specific information. Uh, thank you, uh, everyone. Thank you, Nir, for contributing, for being a, you know, a, a, a productive member of this conversation. Uh, thank you, everybody else. I don't see questions coming in. 
I hope to hear from you soon. I hope to talk to you very soon. I hope you're, you're going to be, uh, I wish you tons of success in whatever type of investment you're doing. Hopefully with us, of course, but on your own uh, as well. Um, yeah, have a terrific rest of your day. Have a terrific weekend. I hope to see you in a week in our next session. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. כן, טוב.